Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellish, joined by the one, there he is, and only Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss. Cohen had a big hearing today in the lawsuit filed against him by Donald Trump in federal court in Florida. Cohen was asking for Donald Trump to have his deposition taken and to get deposition dates. We'll find out what went down. Also, Michael Cohen in a civil trial as we speak against the Trump organization. We'll get an update on that as well. Also, Republicans held some of the most despicable hearings yet. Hard to top their prior despicable hearings, but here they did it in the House of Representatives. Once again, an oversight committee hearing took place on Wednesday where Marjorie Taylor Greene showed nudes of Hunter Biden in violation of D.C.'s revenge porn criminal statute. Also, today, Republicans held a hearing claiming that anti-vaxxers and election deniers were wrongfully censored, and they had RFK speak and a Breitbart person speak. Some real despicable stuff there, but Democrats pushing back. Also, Trump held an event this week in Iowa with Sean Hannity. It was called a town hall, but it was more of a Fox propaganda rally. Donald Trump praised uh, China's President Xi and made some other just completely disqualifying statements. We'll go over that. Uh, compare that, though, to President Biden is in Pennsylvania today in Philadelphia with union workers talking about jobs and improving our economy. It is just complete contrast between what's going on in the world of Democrats and what's going on in the world of Republicans. And Cohen, before I throw it to you, a new poll just broke before we went live. It's a Quinnipiac poll that uh, you know I'm just getting the results of right now. Um, and it shows that Biden is leading Trump by about five points more than the 2020 spread. Uh, but everyone do not get complacent. But one of the most startling aspects of this new poll is how across all political spectrums, people are concerned about America losing its democracy. And it's something that you and I talk about a lot that the media is ignoring, but it's showing up in these uh, polls from legitimate uh, sources, at least. Cohen, how are you yeah. doing, my man? You know, I'm hanging in there. Every day is a struggle, to say the least. You know, the fighting doesn't stop. It sort of prevents me from uh, just having some peace of mind. But I think the whole country can kind of say that thanks to Donald and to the Marjorie Toilet Greens of the world, that really nobody today is living with peace. Uh, I mean... Let me just touch on for a quick second how fucking despicable Marjorie Toilet Green is. Um, this is not a woman who, you know, should be out there sending Hunter Biden dick pics to anonymous constituents simply for the sole purpose of embarrassing a guy who was, in all due respect, um, suffering from you know, drug addiction. And we've talked about that quite a bit here on the beatdown. But she did it also to embarrass the president of the United States, this fucking piece of garbage that she is. One of the things this idiot also wasn't thinking about is there are statutes against sending um, pornography. What if hypothetically some of these people are underage? It's not as if, though, that they check to see who they're sending these photos to, right? I mean, you know, there's all sorts of statutory violations that she is now um, subjected herself to. And I do hope that the Department of Justice, I hope that Merrick Garland and the DOJ absolutely do something. I actually would really hope to see some, you know, like Kevin McCarthy turn around and actually say, you know, there is a line that is too far. And every single day, this fucking idiot and a half that she is tries to figure out how is she going to cross that line just a tiny bit more each and every day in order to sort of numb us to the stupid shit that the Republicans are actually doing. Now, look, if Hunter Biden, and you may have seen this as well, that 
they had two uh, individuals from the IRS that testified in regard to Hunter Biden and to uh, tax returns and so on. If, in fact, that there is an issue that is there, well, he should be held accountable the same to the same extent yep. that anybody else would be held accountable. But until that time, let's just leave the guy alone. He's a private citizen. The fact that he's the son of the sitting president is irrelevant. All right. Leave the guy alone. These this promotion of the this, you know, these um, nude photos and the videos of Hunter Biden by these fucking animals. You know, it really needs to stop. And it really should start, in all fairness, with the Republicans coming out and excoriating her for doing what she did. And look, Hunter has agreed to take a plea deal with a prosecutor appointed by Donald Trump, a Republican prosecutor appointed by Donald Trump in 2018 who began the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden, the United States attorney of Delaware, someone by the name of David Weiss, for the tax-related crimes. Hunter Biden is taking accountability. Hunter Biden had his own mea culpa moment where he's admitted that there was a time in his life after his brother tragically died of cancer where he got addicted to drugs. He became an addict and he did bad things. And he's talked about that, not the bad things that the MAGA Republicans <laughs> claim that he did, but he lived a lifestyle that he was not proud of about, that he is ashamed about, but something that he's asked for forgiveness and nobody's perfect. We all have people that we know in our families and friends who have suffered through similar things. We all know, and we've talked about here on Political Beatdown, having close friends and close associates who have died due to drug addiction. Fortunately, Hunter Biden avoided that fate that many Americans suffer. But to your point, this is about revenge porn now. This is about shaming him and shaming she's Biden. A, and and, she's and a member of Congress, for God's sakes. She's a member of Congress. Should they not be holding themselves out to a higher standard than the average idiot yeah. on the street? You know, this is a tweet that I did yesterday. You know, she did this rap video with this guy, the MAGA rapper, who's like the worst rapper ever, because that's kind of one of the traits of MAGA. Like, if you suck at something, but you want to be able to grift and make money, just say nice things about Donald Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then all of a sudden, you're now the MAGA rapper who makes money. So that's this guy. Forgatio or Forgatio Blow. And he writes songs and raps about sex trafficking. He raps about, there's the song where he, in, in the song, it's like he kills his girlfriend and chops her body into pieces and throws it in the bottom of uh, the ocean. And you see it in the video, you know, and, and, and Patriot Takes has done a good job exposing that. Marjorie Taylor Greene made a rap video with this guy, Forgatio Blow. And you can see in my tweet, that's her like she this this not like an AI Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's her like the background dancers in like a rap video, you know, sitting on this uh, throne and on the convertible. And I wrote after making a pro insurrection rap video with a guy who makes songs about sex trafficking and chopping women into pieces and discarding them in the ocean. GOP leader Marjorie Taylor Greene attended a committee hearing, the oversight committee hearing where she showed oral sex revenge porn of a private citizen. And there's lots of people who go, Ben, you're just being so graphic, Ben. Just ignore her. You can't ignore it. If you ignore it, you normalize it. You have to show this is who they are and what they're trying to do to our country. Could you imagine if this is how they are right now, imagine how bad this is going to become if Donald Trump should somehow win the election? Could you imagine what you're talking about? You're talking about these unhinged idiots figuring that they can now do anything that they want, that there is nothing that will be off limits. There is no dumpster that they can dig deep enough into as long as that they're able to grift 
off of this with their constituents, with people who are as fundamentally and mentally flawed as they are, that they will grift right down into the fucking dumpster and do whatever that they, whatever it is that they want to anybody. And that includes each and every one of yeah. us. It this is, is a something that we got it. We have to be vigilant. We have to call it out. And in my view, you can't ignore it because, you know, I always hear, oh, well, you know, the media, they ignore it. They don't. What they end up doing, I forget if it was CBS or, or one of these shows, they did that profile on Marjorie Taylor Greene that normalized her. That didn't show all of these things. There's Marjorie Taylor Greene, just a conservative, uh, conservative out there, 60 minutes, just a conservative saying some real shocking things. No, she's saying hateful and anti-American things. I want to talk about what happened in the oversight committee. I want to talk about what happened in the subcommittee where the Republicans have weaponized government that they in an Orwellian way well, called well, weaponization. Well, well, before, before we jump onto that. I still didn't give you the update on what's going on in my life. That's where we're going. That's exactly where we're going right now. I said, first, <laughs> we got to get the update. So yeah, my gotta, question to you, Cohen, is let me ask you this question. Are you going to get the deposition of Donald Trump? So the answer is yes. Literally, seconds before, Ben, you and I logged on to political beatdown, I got a phone call from my lawyer who was at the hearing, which started at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the judge made a determination that in the next 45 days, Trump must give three dates uh, that he will make himself available for that deposition. Now, I'm also pretty certain that if they try to extend it out past a certain date, that the judge will turn around and really get furious, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, you know, 45 days to come up with. I thought the judge was being very fair uh, to, you know, Trump and to counsel who has so far <laughs> ignored every single request and the notice of deposition. They've just literally ignored it as if my counsel, Danya Perry and Ben Brodsky, as if they had not filed that request with him. So the judge, again, being extremely judicious and fair, has given Donald now 45 days to come up with three dates. And again, if in fact that they tried to put it out to like 2024 or something, I'm pretty certain that, you know, my attorneys will be making a motion uh, to the court and we will set a date um, pursuant to statute, which I believe is supposed to be no more than 90 days from the filing of the complaint. So um, let's just let's just see how that goes. Uh, as hey. far as the as far as the civil case that I have with the Trump organization, uh, right now we are scheduled uh, to begin trial on Monday. Um, you know, lots of course can happen uh, in the interim, but as it stands right now. I spent a couple hours today with my counsel going over um, prep, trial prep, and um, feeling really good about the case, feeling really good about uh, another victory. And, uh, you know, it's been six years I've been thinking about this case, four years since we filed for you know, um, for this, uh, on this case for four years. Well, Monday is that day. And, um, I certainly will be keeping everybody abreast of what's going on. Uh, we may end up Ben having to push the beat down back a little bit because of, um, I'll be a trial. Right. And so I don't want brigaders to miss out on all of the advancements each and every day, uh, of my, you know, attendance in court. And so we'll just most importantly follow Ben uh, on all of social media myself, whether it's Twitter, threads, Ben on Twitter and threads. You're on threads too, right? I'm I'm a thread yeah. head. There you go. You're a thread head. So, uh, you know, just follow us uh, as well as on all social media platforms, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and we will let you know exactly when um, the time on Tuesday and Thursday will be. 
I'm excited for it, to be honest with you. It's uh, four years in the making. So the jury has been selected, right? There was about two days of jury selection? That's correct. It was uh, impaneled yes, uh, on, yeah, on Tuesday. So juries impaneled basically start fresh with opening statements on Monday. How long do you expect the trial to be? Well, we know it. We know it's a four. It, the judge gave us four days. So it will be over Thursday afternoon. So we'll possibly be talking about a verdict on Thursday, next Thursday's beatdown, if we move it later, or we could be talking about a verdict on Friday, but that's the civil case. And I'm not sure if you're able to share, but in this case, Donald Trump and the Trump organization, they've admitted to liability. So they owe you indemnification. This is only a case of damages. This is it's a case you know, of damages. Right. Um, when you were working there, you incurred number of costs, expenses, expenses, hired people on his behalf, other kind of contractors that you've paid for um, under the indemnification provisions of the Trump organization. And also, uh, this is just me speaking. I know in California, the Business and Professions Code requires indemnification. I just assume there's something similar uh, in mm -hmm. New York as well. H how much money are you seeking here? Are you seeking punitive damages? So uh, let me not get into the, you know, into the uh, trial on where we're going to be. Obviously, I'll keep uh, everybody abreast, but the amount uh, came out to about $1.3 million uh, in total. And yes, we have in New York, uh, under the business corporation laws, you have indemnification uh, provisions as well, very similar to that of California and every other state. They all have indemnification clauses for employees. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting case. And again, you, you know, you you, you um, accurately stated it. This is not most all trials are bifurcated, meaning that you have the first part is on liability and then you move on to damages here. Trump organization already acknowledged they admitted to liability. This is solely a case on damages. So it all becomes a question of how much. And you see, Brigaders, I'm going to ask Cohen those tough questions. And if Cohen oh, says he can't answer it, if Cohen says he can't answer it fully, he'll tell you the reasons why he can't. But we're going to we're going to ask each other those really tough questions. Yeah. Here. Also, so speaking about speaking about, you know, stupidity on behalf of Donald and, you know, and all of those that are around him. So we all know that he lost to Eugene Carroll five million dollars um, for the defamation. Well, after being uh, hit with this $5 million verdict, within less than 24 hours, he's on television. I think it was a town hall with, um, maybe it was Caitlin Collins. And he's saying the same exact defamatory statements about E. Jean Carroll. Well, now the court turned around and said, sure. Now you have E. Jean Carroll versus Trump too. And it's, it's, it's maddening to think that a guy who wants to be the president of the United States again, again, is so reckless in statements coming out of his mouth, even after he got kicked in the ass for $5 million. I mean, it's, it's marvelous. It's yeah. the, the level of stupidity here. It's, it's marvelous. <laughs> and the fact that watching it, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's beyond. I, there's no words to describe this think, level think of stupidity the, here. Think, think about this, Cohen. This week alone, in New York alone, in the same federal courthouse alone, in the Southern District of New York, you had two orders, right? One right. from Judge Kaplan denying Donald Trump's request for a new trial in E. Jean Carroll 1 and explaining how a jury found unanimously that Donald Trump engaged in sexual assault and that Donald Trump claiming that somehow he was not found responsible for it is completely false and offensive. You got a federal judge making an order reiterating a jury's finding that Donald Trump committed sexual assault. That's one. 
And then two, you got Judge Alvin Hellerstein in the case that where Donald Trump was trying to remove a case where you were a witness in the Manhattan District Attorney's felony case that's filed in Manhattan State Court, because that's where state criminal cases are filed. Right. Trump tried to get it removed to federal court. And not only did Trump lose the well, jurisdiction before, motion, before you tell them, before you tell them that he lost, all right, which he did, why don't you discuss or let's discuss with our brigaders as to why he wanted to move the case to federal court. Well, he claimed it's, that it was, such he a stupid, it, was a <laughs> it was so stupid that the judge even acknowledged that the um, that the attorneys attempt to do it on the grounds that they did was so ridiculous it was denied but if you have that salt i would love for you to put it up but go ahead they ben. basically claim cohen that you were serving as an agent of the federal government that when donald trump utilized everything that you were offering or what you were doing that that because that took place while he was in office that's now in the course and scope of his duties as being the United States, you know, committing a crime, a, cr a crime ultimately that you've discussed and that you've been a witness for and that you've described in vivid detail. He's like, I was doing that for the American people. That's part of my job duties and functions. <laughs> and he also tried to claim a number of federal defenses. That's why he said the case should go in federal court. So what started as a jurisdictional motion, you know, should the case be right in state court versus federal court, Judge Alvin Hellerstein made a finding that based on the evidence that was presented by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and the lack of evidence provided by Trump's lawyers, specifically the lack of evidence of things that they said about you, Hellerstein was like, there's overwhelming evidence that Donald Trump engaged in the criminal conduct that he's being accused of. So now you've got a federal judge making a finding essentially that Trump committed the crimes when Trump was filing a jurisdictional motion. So he walked into that. But my point too, you have two federal orders about one hush money payment right. to porn star crimes, another one separate judge being, you know, about Donald Trump being found liable for sexual assault. This is despicable yet you have the MAGA Republican party rallies around this guy, but two federal opinions going. Yeah, too. Well, look, uh, right decision by a fantastic judge, Alvin K. Hellerstein, and the case is going to go where it belongs, yep. which is state, which is state court. And Donald, of course, is very concerned about this. Look, something that I have said over and over and over again, so many people want to attack the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and make statements that, you know, this case, it's really ticky-tack in that it it shouldn't be uh, the number one case that went out and this shouldn't be the one that brings Donald Trump down. And I sit there and I scratch my head and I say, seriously? Okay, let me be very, very clear. And I've said this on television. I've said it here. I've said it everywhere. I will acknowledge right here and now that in comparison to seditious conspiracy, in comparison to theft of or refusal to return top secret documents and potentially showing them to our adversaries in terms of uh, in terms of a case uh, of trying to overthrow a free and fair election yes yes i agree campaign finance violation the hush money payment and the business records is it pales in comparison to the extent of the illegality or the level of illegality. However, it's still a crime. So why are we now turning around and why are we all handicappers? If you want to handicap something, handicap like the sixth race over Belmont for me so I can bet on it because this is bullshit. If it was you, if it was me and definitely me, if it was you, Ben, you would have already been indicted and you'd already be right now going through prosecution and possibly sentencing. So all of a sudden, this man, because he committed or alleged to have committed much more and much more significant illegalities means that Alvin Bragg should not have brought this case. And I say, how could you even make a statement like that? It's an uneducated statement. It's a stupid statement. No matter what the crime is, it should still 
you there is only one set of laws in this country, not a, a two-tier system, even though I do acknowledge that there is somewhat of a two-tier system. Everyone needs to be held accountable. No one is above the law, and that includes Donald J. Trump. That's why I'm excited also for your deposition, um, the one that you're going to take of Donald Trump, rather, because you figure if Donald Trump has to get back to you in 45 days and you assume that if he picks a date more than 90 days or 120 days thereafter, that's probably not going to work with the judge. That That's just me surmising. That means I think we get a Trump deposition in a case that he sued you in 2023 at a pivotal moment with all of these prosecutions oh, yeah. taking place where your lawyer is gonna get to ask him about each and every one of those yep. cases because they fall squarely within a lot of the ridiculous accusations he makes about you. So to me, under the standard, under the federal rules of civil procedure, is it reasonably calculated to lead to the discovery of admissible evidence? I think you have free reign to ask about all of these cases, all of his conduct, his handling of classified information, what he did on January 6. So I look forward to that. Let's talk about what went down at the House Oversight Committee um, on Wednesday. This was a hearing called by MAGA Republican James Comer. And as I mentioned at the intro, it was basically MAGA Republicans showing non-consensual nudes of Hunter Biden. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene doing just that. The, the photographs are censored, so don't worry. But her conduct, unfortunately, is not censored. Play this clip. Mr. Chairman, um, we're one minute and 53 seconds over. As long as Ms. Ocasio-Cortez can get equal time, uh, she can uh, keep going. I, I will uh, let, let uh, Ms. Green wrap up uh, five seconds, and thank then uh, I'll give Mr. Mufume additional time. Thank, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Shapley, you, you started an investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, which opened in November of 2018. Um, it, it was an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Um, this, this is evidence uh, of, of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Making pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman? In the committee, the lady's time's expired and went two and a half minutes over. Here's how Democrat uh, Congressmember Garcia described what took place during these uh, hearings. Play the clip uh, in just one moment when we grab that clip. But Cohen, what's your reaction to Marjorie Taylor Greene? Look, like I said before, she is an absolute disgrace of a human being. She is a, you know, she's a Trump sycophant willing to, like I said, just dump headfirst into the dumpster of Donald. That's what she's willing to do. And the fact that she brought these pornographic, even though that they were censored to some extent, right, they were blurred out, that she brought these into the, to the people's house, onto the floor of Congress. Could you imagine what our founding fathers would think? Could you imagine what the rest of the world watching us right now, watching this bullshit go on? One of the mistakes that she's made when it came to her questioning of uh, Mr. Ziegler and Mr. Sharpley, is the fact that they are agents of the IRS. They are not decision makers. That's not how the system works. The way the system works is if they find something unusual, peculiar, something that they think is violative of a statute, what they do then is then they pass it on and then it make, there's a determination made by their superiors whether or not this is a case that should be brought or uh, you should notify the individual that there is a, um, you know, a tax issue that is going to result in some sort of a criminal proceeding. That's how it works, but not in Marjorie Toilet Green's world. In her, in her world, She's making them into the judge, the jury, and the executioner solely because it's Hunter Biden. I mean, what, is this what, this is what was done to me. This is what I write about in my book, Revenge. This is some of the things I'm dying to be asking Donald, right, when we finally have him for depositions about, you know, Bill Barr, the weaponization of the Justice Department to go against critics. 
I, I mean, there's so much that this that yeah. is going to be asked at this deposition that it's going to make everybody's head spin. And again, I cannot thank thank the brigaders and so many others who have donated to the GoFundMe so I can keep this litigation against him going. I got to tell you, this is this is expensive stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to help to unravel so much about this maniac. Uh, and it was a stupid move. You remember, Ben, you and I spoke, and we spoke to the Brigaders about it as well, literally when I got the, uh, the summons in this Southern District of Miami, Florida case, the $500 million frivolous action that he brought, that this is not going to bode well for him. It was a stupid move on his behalf, and he's not going to be able to take the fifth. You can't bring a civil claim, a civil action against somebody and then try to take the fifth. Uh, and expect that your claim is going to survive. But that's not going to stop a countersuit. So, And it's not going to stop sanctions and the whole bit. Remember, Donald was already sanctioned once already in uh, the Southern District of, of Palm Beach for filing frivolous actions. It's just a very impetuous, stupid move by a very immature man. You're talking about those IRS agents who are claiming to be whistleblowers, although they're not whistleblowers, Shapley and Ziegler. And as you correctly point out, they're not decision makers. And here's one of the nefarious things that Republicans did as well. They know who the decision maker is. Guess who it is? A Republican, someone who Donald Trump appointed, David right. Weiss, the U.S. attorney, is the decision maker who says they're lying, they're not telling the truth, that he had the full ability to conduct the investigation how he desired. In fact, Merrick Garland gave him, it's not called special counsel status, there's another statute called special attorney statute to file in any other state where a United States attorney may not otherwise have jurisdiction. And so David Weiss says, I had full authority to do whatever I wanted in my Hunter right. Biden. But he says, because there is a plea agreement still not ruled on by the judge, it has to be approved, he can't testify yet. He can probably testify in about three to six months, and then he'd be able to sit there and then say, these people are wrong. I'm the Trump-appointed United States attorney. Here are the facts. They don't want that to come out. So they schedule this before he's able to testify to manipulate the media, to manipulate the public, because that's all they have. I just want to show you this clip. But you right. know, Ben, before we jump off of this topic, there's a whole nother aspect to this conversation that I think is being missed. First and foremost, we are not voting for Hunter Biden for president, for vice president, for member of Congress or, you know, or, or a governor. Right. Or mayor of whatever, you know, of uh, wherever they live in Delaware. We're not voting for Hunter for Hunter Biden. He is a private citizen. He happens to be the son of the sitting president. If, in fact, he did something wrong. OK, he needs to be held accountable just as anybody else would be. However, there are you know, there's a lot of room that prosecutors have and did they give him some maybe prosecutorial benefit because his father is the sitting president? Listen, clearly Republicans will argue yes, Democrats will say no. But as you pointed out, the guy who had the ability to make the decision to hold Hunter to criminality, to file a criminal suit and try to lock him up and to you know throw away the key, which of course Republicans would like, not that that should change how we think of Joe Biden and the job that he's doing as president and whether or not you would vote for him. It's no different than if you won't vote for Donald Trump because his kids, because Don Jr. and Eric are fucking idiots, right? <laughs> it's or And that they did something wrong or stupid, which they do all the time. At the end of the day, you, that's not who you're voting for. You're voting for you're voting for Joe Biden, not for Hunter Biden. And that's the part of the story that people are just not understanding. This is done simply to go after a U.S. citizen by the Republicans using whatever method that they can in order to hurt him because he is the son of the president of the United States who happens to be a Democrat. All right. And. 
as you showed in the uh, Quinnipiac poll, leading in the country in the general election against their anticipated nominee. Here's Democratic Congress member Robert Garcia, I think, summing up this ridiculous MAGA Republican hearing nicely. Play this clip. At this hearing. But today's hearing is like most of the majority's investigations and hearings. A lot of allegations, zero proof, no receipts, but apparently some dick pics. Let's take a quick break. We've got a lot more show. We'll be right back after this. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer. Yikes. That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Reserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest below the waist trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4000K LED spotlights you'll need for a more precise shave. And because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Reserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode.
Great sponsors, great Michael Cohen. We got a lot more show we want to discuss. Hey, look, look, we're at the we're at the time of the political beatdown. That I mean, the two finger salute can only go to one person, and I'm pretty sure that all our brigaders already know who's going to get it. But it has to has to go to Marjorie Toilet Green. Fuck you, you absolutely pathetic piece of shit all right fuck you to the ends of the earth and everything that you're doing to destroy our democracy to embarrass yourself and our members of congress on both sides of the aisle all right the fact that you could stand up there why i it to me it's almost like she watches probably the hunter biden porn video all day and all night. I mean, you know, look, in comparison to Trump's mushroom pecker, rest assured, I'm pretty sure Hunter Biden, you know, is certainly better off endowed. And that's why Marjorie's going nuts because he won't look at her. He wouldn't he wouldn't give a second glance at her. All right. No, no matter what, straight or on drugs, there's nothing. There's nothing there. She is an empty shell of a human being, an absolute classic piece of shit. And again, Marjorie, fuck you. Well, you don't see that segment on other political shows out there. But before you even gave the two, <laughs> finger, <laughs> before you even gave the two finger salute, I was also going to mention about Marjorie Taylor Greene that after this hearing that took place in the Oversight Committee, where she showed the Hunter Biden nudes to try to, you know, do the revenge porn thing that she did there, she then sent to her constituents, and we talked about this at the outset, a newsletter that has the nudes as well, and. Um, here's the, you know, you know, you don't see the photos here, but this was sent to all of her constituents, regardless of their age. This wasn't age gated. And based on my reading of Georgia law, this is a criminal act as well. And unlike in the oversight committee where she could at least make the claim, although I think it's a ridiculous claim that under the speech or debate clause that she's subject to immunity because it took place in a committee hearing, newsletters and press statements and, and releases like this are specifically exempted from the constitutional speech or debate clause immunity in Article One of the United States Constitution. So there is no immunity that she has. We'll follow up what happens there. But, uh, you know, I, I would be interested to see if a Georgia prosecutor is interested there or even if constituents, let's say a Fawny Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, gets that perhaps there's a claim so. there's there's yeah. juris there's jurisdiction there. Um, I want to highlight this member of Congress also, Democratic Congress member Raja Krishnamurthy. He's uh, been on the Midas Touch podcast before. Yeah, brilliant too, brother. He's yeah. a good man. He's brilliant. And and in this, I want, I want you to watch the cross-examination he did here mm -hmm. of the witnesses brought in by the MAGA Republicans because they're complaining about things that took place while Donald Trump was in office. And their whole thing is that somehow Biden was so all-powerful that before Biden was even the president, while Biden was running and a private citizen and Donald Trump was the government, that's how Biden engaged in the interference. Like a lot of the complaints that they say when the delay occurred with Hunter Biden, Trump was in office, but Krishnamurthy questions them perfectly and you just see them basically fumble and it's wild. Play this clip. You were concerned about the complexities of the election cycle and potential delays that arose in connection with the election cycle. You said at page 23, and I remember there were always times where we were always on an impending election cycle. It was always the elections being brought up in early 2020. It was the presidential primaries. Now, sir, Joe Biden was not the president at that time either, was he? I mean, the answer to your question is no, he was not, but I don't see where you referenced it in my, you know, for Page me to follow Page 23. Along. You're talking about how the election cycle is delaying decisions by the prosecution, and it turns out that the delay oh. in the election cycle was happening at a time when Joe Biden was not the president. I'm sorry, sir. That's in Special Agent Ziegler's transcript. That's why I couldn't find it. So, so Mr. Ziegler... And you shared concerns about delays related to the election cycle. But at that time, Joe Biden was not the president. I believe at that time he was the nominee for president. But, well, he was not the president, was he? 
I, it's just a simple question, sir. Can you rephrase the what, the, what time period? Joe Biden was not the president in the presidential primaries in 2020. Correct. That is correct. Sir, finally, Mr. Shapley, you said that warrants were ready as soon as April 2020 to begin searching for records, but actions weren't taken with regard to those warrants. Again, Joe Biden was not the president in April 2020, was he? So I'm confused by your line of questioning. We're talking about an election to which uh, now President Biden was a part of. So he didn't have to be the president to have election meddling. No, but the question is this. Yeah. Was he the president at that time in April 2020? The, 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 it's been asked and answered. The, and what's the answer, sir? The elect, the elect. The answer is yes or no. Is no that. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. I wheeled Mr. back. Mr. So the two finger salute, there maybe have to be kind of a one finger nah, salute. Nah, nah, nah. Not know, even he, worth it. Right? It doesn't rise to anywhere near the level of Marjorie Toilet Green. These guys are just two fucking hacks, right? That, you know, they're trying to get a point across for whatever the reason might be. And can you restate the question? Can you restate the question? Uh, it's not in my book. Uh, what the hell? I mean, look, I I went before seven congressional committees. You didn't see me sitting there fumbling for a word when the answer is either yes or no. And in this specific case, this is a real simple. This is a this is a softball question. Was Joe Biden the president during the 2020 primaries or the before the general election? And the answer is no. It's a simple simple question, but it didn't comport with the, you know, with the answers that they wanted or the uh, or the overall theme that they were trying to project. All right. Again, it goes right back to the fact that they are not decision makers. They are staff line that they go ahead. They look through various returns. They examine the returns to make a determination whether or not that matter should be then sent to their superiors so that those individuals can make a determination if a claim is warranted, right? That's it, plain and simple. And why they have these two idiots up there, I'm not 100% certain. But once again, Krishmanuthi absolutely crushed it. And that's the thing. There are these very false narratives that the MAGA Republicans create. They conflate dates and times and just spin a web of lies, hoping that, there's a lazy media and they've got their propaganda outlets like Fox and New York Post and others that are just going to spew it. But when you have someone like Krishnamurthy cut through it right there, that's the thing. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, not if I want the facts. I want the facts. So if you're telling me that your theory is that President Biden interfered with a criminal investigation and your support for that is that while Donald Trump was the president, warrants were stalled. That's not political. That's not partisan. You're just a freaking liar. And you have to cut to the truth. And another hearing was held this week, this one uh, earlier in the day, in the so-called weaponization hearing where what actually takes place is the MAGA Republicans have weaponized the government to spread their conspiracy theories. And so here they call RFK Jr., who just like lies and like committed perjury the entire time, in my opinion, based on his prior statements. But let me show you how the hearing began. And it began with Jim Jordan beginning the hearings by amplifying right wing claims that Hank Aaron, who was 86, died because of the covid vaccine. Just starting off with like, by the way, this hearing was on MAGA Republicans saying that uh, social media Democrats were censoring the right of MAGA Republicans to spread anti-vax lies and to spread lies about the election. Here, play this clip how it began. Is the subject line says flagging Hank Aaron misinformation. Now, misinformation is when you don't have the facts right. You're saying things that aren't true. But when you look at Mr. Kennedy's tweet, there was nothing in there that was factually inaccurate. Hank Aaron, real person, great American, passed away after he got the vaccine. Pointing out, just pointing out facts. 
And yet the White House on the third day was trying, actually 1.04 a.m. on January 23rd, 2021, 37 hours into the administration, they were trying to censor Mr. Kennedy. I find that interesting, the irony here, trying to censor the guy who's actually their Democrat primary opponent. Go figure. Three months early. Yeah. By you the way, some of their... Cons- yeah, you know what's really amazing here? So I'm, I'm glad Jim Jordan brought to the attention of the world that COVID was a death sentence to many, many people. In fact, more than a million Americans died as a direct result of COVID. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was during Trump's administration. All right. Now, we have to give Trump credit for Operation Warp Speed. You have to be fair here. All right. He did put the the you know, he gets the credit because the vaccination was um, created under his administration. But what an absolute abject failure of the ability within which to get it into the arms of people. But worse than even that. The same guy who went ahead, created this Operation Warp Speed in order to create a vaccination, which they did, refused to speak out and to turn around to tell people to wear a mask and to get the vaccine. In fact, he did the exact opposite. They turned around, they told people, it's really more like a flu. You don't have to worry about it. And that that just didn't happen at the very beginning when, of course, he knew he was lying. He told that to Woodward um, on tape that he just didn't want to get people all crazy. But he continued to promote the same lie deep into his presidency while people were dying at a stagnant. Do you not remember every single day they had like a death count at the bottom of televisions, um, different stations, talking about the number of Americans that are dying each and every day and the number of Americans that have died in total? Are we forgetting that? How could we possibly forget that? And remember that each and every one of those people who died, every one of them, Donald has the blood of these people on his hands, not Joe Biden, Donald Trump did. Because you know what Joe Biden did? He did the smart thing. He did the important thing. And that's to get the vaccination, do it on television so that everybody knew that he took it, as did Obama, as did George Bush as did Bill Clinton. They all went on, they made public service announcement, hey, we're getting it, and they showed the country that they believed in the vaccination. I mean, that's how many, thanks to, thanks to them, thanks to Joe Biden, we didn't lose another million or more. Shame on Donald, shame on all of them. At this hearing as well, you had RFK Jr. just lying and saying, I never spread anti-vax messages. I want to show you this is a Democratic Congress member Wasserman Schultz, and she does an incredible job also kind of cross-examining. Some great Democratic cross-examination. Um, also, I'm not going to show you these other clips, but lots of the time was spent with MAGA Republicans, again, talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. One of their witnesses works at Breitbart, and they were talking about you know the story that she used to, when she used to work at the New York Post, the story that she wrote, and she admitted that she never got the laptop, but she got a hard drive given to her by Rudy Giuliani, who she was aware of was speaking with Russian spies who were trying to, uh, you know, promote Donald Trump. Dan Goldman got the cross-examination, got her to admit that. Here is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, though, Democrat. Play this clip. Here A few months ago, Mr. Kennedy, you compared COVID public health policies to barbaric murderous tactics of Nazi Germany, saying that Jewish people in Nazi Germany had more freedom than Americans facing COVID health restrictions. In hindsight, Mr. Kennedy, do you reject this absurd and deeply hurtful and harmful comparison, or do you still stand by it? Congressman, what you are saying is a lie. You, you said it. It's. It's. I no, I did not. I never contained. Okay. I never ever. Mr. Chairman, I'm happy to answer into the record when Mr. Kennedy said that. I reclaim my time. In discussing COVID public health measures, you made light of the genocide against Jewish people by saying, and I quote, "Even Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps to Switzerland. You could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did." Mr. Kennedy, do you think it was easy for Jewish people to escape systematic slaughter of Nazis? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Mr. Kennedy, do you think it was just as hard to wear a mask during COVID as it was to hide under floorboards or false walls so you weren't murdered or dragged to a concentration camp? Yes or no? Excuse me? Uh, That's a question. Yes or no? 
I didn't hear your question. Okay. I said, do you think it was just as hard to wear a mask during COVID as it was to hide under floorboards or false walls so you weren't murdered or dragged to a concentration camp? Of course not. That's okay. ridiculous. But that's a comparison that you made. I did Mr. not Kennedy, make that were the comparison. Measures taken, were the measures taken to contain the spread and fatalities related to COVID in any way at all comparable to the murder of 6 million Jews, yes or no? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. Let's be very clear here. There's no legitimate comparison to the Holocaust. It doesn't matter if you're talking about AI, AI, vaccine mandates, or anything else. There is no comparison. And if this were a slip of the tongue, Mr. Kennedy, or a one-off comment, we would all move on. But there's a deeply disturbing pattern. In 2015, you apologized to all those, quote, whom I offended by my use of the word Holocaust to describe the autism epidemic. When discussing efforts to encourage others to get vaccinated for COVID-19, you said Nazis did that in the camps in World War II. They tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. That was a quote. Like before, you apologized for invoking the Holocaust, saying, quote, to the extent my remarks caused hurt, I am truly and deeply sorry. These are not real statements of contrition or remorse. They are passive-aggressive non-apologies that blame the listener for reacting to the lie you just spread. She's just saying his words right there. By the way, he about a year ago, maybe well, longer, he was now, once right? on Maya Culpa. You once you once yeah. called him out. Yeah, I did. I most certainly did. It's a great episode. But you want to talk about a political beatdown? You go. You, you go, Debbie. I mean, she just basically floored this asshole. Could you imagine <laughs> this guy as the president of the United States? I mean, first of all, before he starts, I mean, they're, they're, the entire Kennedy, you know, family history as it goes back to, you know, anti-Semitism, to World War II, uh, to Nazi Germany and so on. You know, there, there's, a, there's a real history there. So the fact that he would even invoke that to try to make a point, that's not that it just goes to show you again how ill-equipped he is. And the fact that he's even a contender for the president, uh, for the presidency, because of his last name. I mean, you want to talk about what's going on now with, uh, you know, all of the schools uh, and getting rid of legacy. Could you imagine that this guy should even have the ability to right. get two percent of the vote based upon his uh, family last name on that legacy? Shame. Yep. Just shame on him. You know, and one of the things we do here on the show on political beatdown, when we deliver our beatdown, if you will, it is just comparing this lunacy going on in MAGA world with what's going on in the pro-democracy coalition where President Biden's talking about jobs and he's talking about reducing the price of prescription drug and prices and helping veterans. And immigration yeah. and all of the other wonderful things that Biden's working on. Yeah. And then you got, look, just just show the image of this salty of Cruz's latest thing that he's declaring war on. Do you think he's declaring war on poverty? Do you think he's declaring war on big pharma jack it up price? No, the new one is he's declaring war on Barbie. And what these MAGA Republicans do is if there's like a big story in the news, whether it's like a movie coming out about Little Mermaid or people have been talking about Barbie because they want to get in the news. They basically say, oh, well, Barbie is a communist plot about China. And it's just like enough, enough. And I want to bring us back to team normal, though, because President Biden is in Philadelphia today. He's in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and he is talking about jobs. He's giving this speech with factory workers. You see in the background them all with their construction hats on. Like they're ready to work. They're building projects. And I want to show you what President Biden talked about, the ingenuity of the people in the Commonwealth who were able to build back the I-95. Here, play this clip. There's no better example than here in Philadelphia. A tanker truck crashed, closed a key stretch of I-95 last month. You remember that? 150,000 vehicles crossed that part of the highway. 150,000 every single day. With leadership of Governor Shapiro, Casey Federman, Boyle, Kenny, it opened in less than two weeks. You hear that? Two weeks. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. I mean, think about it. All kidding aside, when I was, we were saying that on the when, on the bridge, people were looking at us like, "Oh God, here they go again." It's a record time, and guess what? Used materials from right here in Pennsylvania. All that crushed glass, all that base. I mean. And it was done with union work. 
Cohen, you know, I'll give you the final word. Yeah, so hey, look, Ted Cruz is – I'm shocked that Matt Gates, right, didn't turn around and say something to Ted Cruz about, you know, this war on Barbie because you know, obviously all of Matt's girlfriends and friends are all walking around carrying Barbie dolls. You know, I mean, that's just how sick this entire group of Republican maggots that these – fucking assholes that are every single day filling up the airwaves with more and more stupidity that that diminish our standing in the world. It is so time right now for all of us to really assemble. We really need to continue push political beatdown, push people so that they hear the same messages that you're hearing so that we could ensure that people like Ted Cruz get voted out of office, that people like Marjorie Toilet Green, the Matt Gates, the Josh Hawley's, that, you know, all of them, they need to go so that we could bring some normalcy back to our country. And again, I don't care if they disagree with one another. Disagreement is good, but not when you want to bring um, an attack on, as Ron DeSantis did, on Disney, right? You want to turn around and now something to China is somehow infecting our young females um, you know, in the country with Barbie and God knows what the hell any of them are talking about. And on top of all of this, the latest level of stupidity is we now have the House wants to turn around and get rid of the impeachments that Donald Trump was held accountable for. I mean, I don't even know what's going on anymore in government. That's how crazy that this GOP has become. And the only way for us to bring back normalcy to our government and to ensure the future of democracy is to ensure that these people go. Yeah, and you're citing a report that just broke across the wire, and I'm seeing it here on Morning Joe, that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy promised former President Trump that the House would expunge his impeachment before the August recess, according to new reporting. That's not even something that you can do. They don't have the power to expunge once you're impeached. You're impeached. They can say it's expunged, but uh, it isn't. And when I heard what you were just saying, Cohen, I think you summed up why we do this show, why this is so important for you and me and all of the brigaders. What it comes down to, right, it's normalcy, stability, compassion, intelligence, evidence, preserving and protecting our democracy with our conduct, showing it with actions. Symbols are great, whether the symbol is the flag, the symbol of the Constitution, the symbol of the eagle. I, I'm, I'm all for symbols. But let's also show with our conduct, not just in the performative way, with our conduct, what it means to live in a democracy and what it truly means to live in the United States of America. And it's why spending this time with you and the brigaders here is just the highlight of my day, the highlight of my week. And I want to give a special thanks to all of the brigaders out there for making Political Beatdown consistently one of the most watched shows on YouTube across all categories. We're usually number one of all news in the world on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel here on the Midas Touch Network. Also, wherever you get audio podcasts, search Political Beatdown, subscribe on audio podcast as well, and make sure you leave a five-star review on the audio podcast app. For our audio podcast listeners, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube to get our daily news hits as well at the Midas Touch Network. Also, check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear. The official mea culpa gear is there. It's 100% made in the U.S., 100% union made. That's store.midastouch.com. Hey, look, there's Dumpy, the hey, look, there's Dumpy Trump in orange. Ah. Mar-a-Lardo <laughs> Correctional Facility. Make sure y'all can make sure y'all contribute to the if you can to the legal defense fund of Michael Cohen for the case brought against him by Donald Trump. That's in the description of the YouTube page, also in the description of the audio podcast. Um, if you can make a contribution there, all of it goes to Cohen's lawyers directly who are defending him in that case brought by Donald Trump in the Southern District of Florida. Also, check out the Mea Culpa podcast. 
another podcast by Michael Cohen and the Midas Touch Network. Um, we always upload the new episodes on YouTube. A new episode will be airing on Saturday on our the, of the video on our YouTube channel. And one of the ways you can contribute as well, if you want to become a member of our YouTube channel to access all of those emojis and the other YouTube special features, you click that dollar sign on the bottom of our YouTube page. If you're already a member, you can buy others memberships as well. You can ask to receive memberships as a gift by clicking that dollar sign and following the prompts there. And we don't have outside investors at the Midas Touch Network, so that is one of the ways we grow this independent media platform. Michael Cohen, thank you so much. I am Very looking forward to, to I'm looking forward to what's going going on in your trial uh, against the Trump organization next week. You and I will talk offline about timing and how that may impact the times of these episodes, but we will still bring you these episodes with information and updates from trial. And uh, we'll be back soon, of course, on another episode of Political Beatdown. Michael Cohen, Ben Micellis. See you next time. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.